welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of June the 7th. I am Chris Waterman, one of your hosts, and I'm joined tonight by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, what's up? Zach Cassell from Boston. What is going on? Go Bees. La- uh, Robbie Bobby Miller, almost said last but not least, because I forgot we have another addition to the uh, the show these days, <laughs> but Robbie Bobby Miller from Baltimore. What's up, bud? What's going on, guys? And, of course, we've got Georgia Ravelo from the tip of America's dick, Miami, Florida. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? Not too much, man. Got uh, quite a bit to talk about uh, on this uh, week's episode. We, of course, are coming hot off the uh, pair of streams, uh, kind of go hand in hand. We've got uh, Google Stadia's big reveal, including a release date, price point, and some more details about what we can expect. From the streaming platform, everything from data usage to uh, required uh, minimum specs. And then, of course, just following that, we also have a uh, update from Bungie on the state of Destiny. Some very, very cool news and uh, some things to get really excited about, I think, as we inch into September, if you're a fan of that platform. So let's hop right into it. Google Stadia. Uh, how is everybody feeling about it now that we have uh, a bit more information? I, I don't know how I'm thinking about it. I, I think most of us were hoping for it to be the Netflix of video games, but it's not quite following that model with its, uh, you know, basically subscription service, but you still got to buy a game. Um, I was kind of disappointed in how they wrote that out. Um, I was hoping more something like just get the subscription and you'll be able to play, if not an unlimited amount of games, at least a set amount of games um, that with and like that. I don't know. What do you, what did you guys think about how they rolled that out? My my thing is, I feel like it's 1994, and the Sega Channel just came out, and <laughs> that's what I'm imagining this is. But you still have to buy the games. That's what's killing me. Is it's like my idea is, is it's like it's just a streaming service. You get to play the games. They rotate every month. Like that's what I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it would be you buy the games, but you're technically renting them because if they ever shut down, you're not going to have your game because it's an online only service. Uh, but uh, I was hoping for Sega Channel, but I don't know. I still pre-ordered it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it comes with Destiny 2. Uh, I, I will try it, but I don't know. It doesn't seem too promising at the start, but I think Google will uh, entice people a different way, I guess. Yeah, I so... Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Zach. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. I'll, I'll, I'll just get it out there quick. I, I, I don't really see who this thing's for, um, considering that, like... I'm reading something right here, and like, there's still so many parts of the country that Comcast, who is the biggest provider of the internet in the country, has data caps on. Me, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and PC in PC Gamer did like a, a, a like they did all the math and everything, and it turns out that so uh, to to stream 60 frames per second at 4K, uh, at uh, it takes uh, 35 uh, what megabits per second. Um, then 10, 1080p is at 60 frames per second, drops the bandwidth to 20. 720p at 60 frames drops it to 10. So that works out to 15.75 gigabytes per hour for 4K streaming, 9 for 1080, 4.5 for 720. That's insane. So it's like it says, we were talking about it before, the, before we started. 65 hours will, hit you, will make you hit one terabyte of data. That's crazy. Yeah, certainly not a lot of sleep time. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go ahead. certainly not for anyone that has any kind of capped or reason to cap. Like I was, we were talking earlier before we we started the show. 
like these days, what cable companies have done to kind of combat people not wanting to have cable subscriptions is to cap people who just want internet only plans. Um, that was kind of the reason why I went ahead and got cable because that was the only way that I could get uh, no cap. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be rough. Like I don't, I don't know how to be able to handle. It. Like you go through your data like instantly, and it's not like you on the go because I don't there's any whole lot of mobile devices out there that can support something like this either. Um, so it's it's tough. Like it, it does seem like how they way that the way that they launched this was more. This is almost like like a trial. It's like uh, it's not gonna be quite ready in the 20s and the base um, subscription comes out and all that. This is more like an early access. Um, but I don't know. You know, bummed out and how rolling out. Yeah, this feels almost like a more of a proof of concept than anything to me. Um, like uh, I mean, even you know, though I was impressed by the. Kind of recommended requirements really for data speeds to, to use the service um, up to 4k it still feels very much like a moot point like on the go um unless you're tethering this to, thing to your phone or you know um you're in a hotel uh, with exceptional wi-fi or a place with exceptional wi-fi uh it just doesn't seem like you're taking advantage of this thing on the go when you're at home, you're presumably going to be limited either by your data speeds, if that's a problem, or like you said, like your data cap. So I think uh, Zach's point of like, who is this for? Like it, it feels frustrating in that it has that promise of kind of being the thing of the future. Um, it just has so many fucking asterisks attached to it that just make it, you know, just not seem like it's worthwhile. Like maybe almost like this has jumped the gun a bit um, in terms of the infrastructure being there. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like in theory, I love everything about what this represents, but it's, in practice, I, I just I'm not convinced at all. I just don't think that we're ready for an all digital future yet, and that's you know it seems to be what you know Google's pushing for here. And and if you know and if we do go all digital and everything, I feel like that's just gonna give you know. Internet service providers even more of a reason to put a data limit on because now they can control everything that you're gonna get because it's all digital. Mm -hmm. I also wonder now if this is gonna hurt Xbox because that was Xbox's kind of secret weapon was they were gonna have the all digital Xbox. Yeah, but that's an option. You don't need to get. <laughs> that. No, 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 I'm saying they they said that they were gonna come out with a console like that. So it's like I think I, this I, is... I'm saying I I think it's. It could be good and bad for Xbox. I think Xbox is still going to kill it no matter what, E3. The but big just, difference like, is that Xbox has Game Pass, and I feel like it automatically, in my mind, is more appealing of a product, even if you have to purchase a, a you know slightly more expensive bit of hardware, and, and we don't know the price point yet, so that's even speculation, just because you would presumably be able to bundle that with the game pass service and you have access to a tremendous library of games that's ever evolving um i mean that that service is a deal now with no streaming implementation as far as gaming goes i just i, I think um you know even if all other things are considered to me that's where they have the advantage but this makes me this whole situation kind of makes me wonder who's getting into this because they just want a piece of the pie which is understandable or if they have people in place that actually have a passion that's kind of where i'm not not quite sure where they where they stand like zach said i still don't know who this is for or who they're hoping to target i just don't know why i would want it over what i currently have do you yeah. guys think this will have mass market appeal for people that are maybe 
uh, more like the budget gamers or casual gamers, uh, ignoring for a second the technical limitations, like just in terms of somebody that would want to purchase this? Like, do you think that it'll have more appeal in that market? And that's what they're hedging their bets on. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like someone who doesn't want to buy a full on $500 console, but wants to play games. Cause like I've been listening to everything you guys said and every I'm reading through the list of everything it does, all the services, all the requirements. Everybody in my city of a million people can get this. No problem at all. Like there is local Wi-Fi that would give you 1080p around here with no data caps. We don't have any of that. So like everyone in the city I live in could use this. I don't live in a giant city and the minimum internet around here is like 75 to 100 megs. So, and I'm just looking at it like the 999, like that's, that's the early access one. And that one gives you free games every month. Doesn't say how many. But that's not even the requirement. That's just the subscription. They also have the base one. So it's pretty much just like, do you want to play games? Here's a subscription if you want to get a couple free games a month. And as far as the requirements, like if you buy a Google Chrome and you have a controller and these speeds are nothing. So like I could I could get these speeds off my phone damn near. So to me, this seems like, again, this is where I live. This I think everyone here would use this. Not saying that they will because it's, only for gamers and it depends what the gamers you know as a consumer wants but i could legit use my neighbor's wi-fi and get 1080p 60 frames off of his wi-fi like that's yeah and I all, I, all i need was an old controller like i don't even need to buy their controller i just need a chromecast and i can well, buy so, mortal Kombat and then play mortal Kombat with an old controller oh, I, I agree i think that this i think that this can be a target for maybe a partially untapped uh set of gamers or people that have maybe uh become more casual um, yeah, of course, when you stack this up to an, an Xbox One at launch that's four or $500, um, you know, I can see why this would be more appealing. Um, my, my concern or question is, is why would any of us, and I don't know that I have a, a good answer for that, any of us that already have, if you already have an Xbox One, is for, uh, a, you know, a really strong PC, why would you want this? To me, it's the PC games that I can't play. Like Baldur's Gate 3, I will 100% play on this because I don't have a PC that'll run it. But if Google let me run it at 4K for 35 megs, uh, I can do that easy. And that's the only way I'm going to be able to play that game anytime soon. Yeah, I would agree with that. That that, that game didn't trick me. So, I mean, I'm just looking on here. I mean, it comes down to games. And I mean, it's just another way for me to buy games. And it's if it doesn't cost me anything really to get into it and I can get games that I can't get on the other systems or even if there's a sale and it's cheaper and it's a single player game, I'll buy it on here. Like, I don't mind it. Again, I live in a place with no data cap and we have the speed. So to me, this... I'm the target market. I think most of the bigger... Now, I don't live in the middle of Kansas, so there's that. But if you live in just a decent-sized city, I think that this could work for any of those people who are lapsed gamers or who don't want to go all in. And it's like, yo, like you already own a Google Chrome. Get a controller. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I guess we'll see just how big that particular market is. Um, now, yeah, there's right at least right now at launch, there won't be a button that you can't play on anything else. Um, this might be something that that will take some time to build. I just, I think the better way to have launched it is for it, for people who pre-order it, for it to almost be at least free or some, some sort of trial period, man. I don't know, man, that to have this little stuff up front and to charge right off the bat for it and not have that base one available yet. I don't know. It's kind of rough. They have three months of uh, friend codes, right? Like you can give somebody a three month trial, like as like a buddy system. So I think that's kind of smart. The fact that they're like, presumably like George, like if you were to buy it and you got the controller, you give me the three months because I have a gaming controller that I can use. Like now they potentially have two customers, but I play this thing for three months and I'm like, Holy shit, this is great. 
like it's essentially you know free marketing for them. Um, they're getting you know two potential customers for the price of one. Yeah, they did say that they're going to. They're not going to have it at launch, but a, a family ring is is going to come in the future. I don't know if it'll be quite as liberal as the Xbox one, but um, they did say that something is going to come regarding that, so that you won't you, know, you could potentially share a second account on there, which would I be. Also, oh, sorry. No, that's it. I was going to say I also see that uh, you know this is snowballing into our next topic, but it said that uh, Destiny Two is going to get cross-play save or cross-save support on Xbox, PC, PS4, and the Stadia stages. So, I mean, if, if they do that, it's just it's a matter of convenience for it's easier to put a Chromecast on the back of your TV instead of moving your Xbox or PS4 or whatever. If they're doing cross-saves and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, I, I was not getting it. I'm excited. I like new, I like the Oya, too, so I'm, I was wrong on that. Yeah, I, agree. Well. I think that if they do that, I think that if, like, like with, with Destiny, if they make more cross-save um, situations like that, where you can basically import the stuff that you've already got into that, I think that makes it more appealing to to your your more hardcore gamer, um, for sure. I wonder if they're also just hedging their bets on like the future, knowing that five G is something that's coming. Adam pointed out I could almost get this on my phone I mean, with five G implementation. If you still have unlimited data, like with that, um, presumably you could tether your phone when you're on the go. And if that paired with cross save, like I could totally see myself getting a middle of the road you know tablet nothing special nothing heavy under the hood and just knowing that i can pop open a chrome browser pull my destiny save like when i'm traveling tether my phone and just raid with you guys when i'm elsewhere without having to pick up my stuff and going like maybe it's not possible now but down the road you know maybe good good is good enough for now and then you know down the road as as technology kind of uh grows around this like it's already kind of well established and in place to to be an excellent service Uh, maybe they're not counting on this being a overnight success but rather like kind of something that over time becomes um more and more viable but like what about when all right so if like you're can you download games or is it strictly only streaming so if you lose internet connection can you not game on this thing whatsoever correct yeah it's, See, it's like that—that's that sucks. But most people that if that if your internet goes down in your system, a lot of time it gets locked out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah but I, I can still I pop in a disc. I don't own any discs, so that's not a thing for me. Because I, 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 I'm personally still huge on physical. I have like over fifty physical games, and I will never have to worry about being able to play the majority of them because some of them, you know, do require an internet connection. But like, I can pop in whatever Witcher three and stop playing the campaign while everybody else can't play their stadia. You know, it's just shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of see that. Um, and I used to be like that too, man. Until until a couple of good deals here and there had me buy some games digitally on the Xbox, and it is so nice not to have to get up to oh for sure another game. It's it's that's kind of awesome. And, and even though even though even some of the single player games. Like, still need an, an internet connection. Like, you won't have access to certain things if you're not connected to the internet. I'm just thinking about, like, like FIFA or some of the sports games, right, that you should be able to play offline with no issues. But now some of their offline measures are still kind of tied into things that are connected to, you know, via the internet. And and some of the, the single-player functions aren't available unless you have something. So I don't, I don't know that that's a, that would be a huge deal for me. Um, I'd yeah, be more concerned I'm... about, like, lag and a multiplayer stuff in terms of connect connection and i'm and i'm not bashing everything because when you really think about it it's honestly just an an, another means for people to play games and that's like ultimately what you want so i mean like that's that's cool about it i'm just i i just i don't 
uh, you know, if if like somebody had, uh, you know, an Xbox in one hand and Stadia in the other, and they were like, here you go, which one do you want? I'm going to take the Xbox. But, you know, I, it's just, I, I, I have a lot of streaming games too. Like I have a lot of, you know, digital games because like you said, sales and everything, some stuff you can't pass up. Some games are only digital. So um, it, it's, you know, it's, I, I understand it in the, you know, like, and I, when I say, I don't know who it's for, like what I, I mean it, like, it's just, I, I don't see what gamer would choose the stadia or a, play or a switch, which is, you know, the portable console. So, so uh- I got a question for you guys. I haven't looked into this mu- as much as I should have. So, is there no physical console for this? Is this just a controller and a just Chromecast? Like the Chromecast Ultra. Yeah, the Chromecast is access the console because mm-hmm. you can use this on PC. Like, if you just have like a not great PC, I just looked at that. I could technically stream these games on my crappy PC because it just uses Chrome and streams through them. So, like, you just need it's something so to display rather. and a controller, and that's the basics of what you need. Yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of badass. I think it would be like completely sold if the cross save function starts to come out to more games. That's another thing. Yeah. Then hell yeah, I'm I'm all in. If that's all I gotta do is take a controller and uh, and something to stream from. You don't even need that, man. That's what I'm saying. Like you could presumably have like a, a two and a half year old laptop, three year old laptop, and just open up Chrome, like the browser. And... Yeah, because it's not running off your PC's power. It's running right because that's how not, that's how streaming works. It doesn't run off of right how powerful your pc is because everything's everything's being run off the servers on their end you're literally just getting like pretty much the picture of the game yep exactly right but just imagine right that you had to pay to watch movies on netflix on top of your subscription wouldn't right. that suck yeah i i mean i, I suppose i don't think it's the same but, thing but yeah like you have to buy an xbox and then buy the games you don't get the games just because you bought the xbox right and i would say like it's more akin to like to me like uh, a service like voodoo like where you can purchase or rent a movie on there and like the service you know like uh i guess this is not the best example because you don't have to pay for the app but um but you have to pay for your internet service i don't know like i it's not that big of a deal to me really i mean to have to pay a small fee to be able to, to stream this stuff if they're doing the heavy lifting like it's the fact that you're not having to buy a console to do this is well that's the thing with base you don't even have to pay it's just the pro one where you pay 99 a month you can pay nothing yeah, and just buy the 4K? game yeah that's right it's the yeah. pro for like the higher streaming yeah so if you just want to play 1080p and buy a game you don't have to pay anything you just like using any other store you just buy what you want to play yeah, I personally don't think that that's that big of a deal. I don't think that comparing it to just quite the same thing is not 60 bucks, and it's also doesn't, you know, you can't get 60, 70 hours out of it if you're watching it over and over. But this is more similar to, like, uh, Game Pass. You know, why would you want Game Pass if you still have to buy other Game Pass? is not going to cover everything. It looks like this subscription will cover some things. But you may get a game or, or two, but not it's not an infinite amount. So, you know, there's still market out there for Game Pass, you know? I, so I, I'm not... I'm worried about the the price tag, and there will be eventually a free version in 2020, which isn't too far off from when this launches. I, I don't think that'll be that big of a deal, personally. Um, but we'll see. There's still a lot of time from here. Yeah, to I mean, Xbox is surprises, and it could come out that Stadia gets the Game Pass, something like that. With whatever that would be legit. I mean, that yeah. I think it's going to come to all the consoles, but I it's I like competition. It's always good for gamers, so I'd like to see. What Stadia comes out with first party, uh, besides the one that they announced that moving game, but uh, I, I I think it's going to be good. I like the convenience of it because I also know that I have entertainment centers that you can't really put consoles on, so I think that's good for some people that 
don't have everyday entertainment systems. It's good to just put a wire back there. Uh, but I, again, it's convenience. I like it. I think it's going to be good, but it, it's got to it's got to show me more. Do we think that uh, you know in the interim months uh, leading up to the full release? They'll have some sort of public test. You gotta imagine, right? Like, you know, don't take our word for it. Like, you know, here's a 10-hour demo. You can pick any game in this limited library, or here's a specific game. You know, they did that with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, but just for the larger public to kind of see it. Uh, do you guys see something like that happening? I don't know if I'd see it like that readily available to everyone. They'll do more of like presentations and them demonstrating it, as opposed to us actually getting some sort of like demo ourselves or, or trial. I don't know. I think what we'll hear is more, um, is they're probably still working with some developers to, you know, probably iron out some details. So what I, I think we'll hear is about more game or more content that it's going to have that'll make it more appealing um, as opposed to actually getting to really test it. But, but I don't know. Well, I also wonder with all the Ubisoft games on there, if they'll get something like Uplay where you already own those games and then you could play them on there retros or whatever you want you play like that would be nice to see that because even you play gives out frames again we just have to win. it's i mean this is the subscription stuff is starting to get is going to get tough i think by the end of this year and into next year like you've already got netflix um disney plus is coming out with their stuff which looks pretty solid then you're gonna have this game pass and some some of the game developers like ea already have their subscriptions so it's gonna be you know, some people are going to start feeling spread too thin and it's you're going to have to be careful about which ones you're going to want to choose. You know, then you're yeah. 60, 70 dollars a month in subscriptions for digital content. You know, you're kind of right back with fucking cable, you know, the prices are going to go up all around. They're going to go up for Internet. They're going to go up for even I heard PS Plus and Xbox Live. Are going. That's just it's just the way it goes, man. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what the next you know, several months uh, hold. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I personally will be like an early adopter, but I will be eagerly watching from the sidelines, no doubt. Like, to kind of see how this all plays out. And like I said, I think long term, this is going to be something that's very cool. I'm just not 100% sold yet, but I think that's fine. And I don't think they're counting on the public at large uh, being that. Sometimes I think a slow, steady release for something like this where you you gradually get people in gives them time to let the technology breathe they're probably going to learn a lot of things along the way i would imagine so and also bobby's pretty much confirmed that you know when it's kind of free to pre-order it you're not getting charged right away i get ships yeah so that's no harm in kind of just basically putting something on hold just in case and you could always cancel it later if you're not feeling it it's true uh, well, I'm down to move on to the Destiny stream. I won't spend a whole lot of time on this, um, obviously, but um, if you guys uh, are good, or we can, can move on. If anybody wants to add anything before we do, by all means. I will just say that with the uh, <laughs> with the Stadia, you get Destiny 2, and then you get the new uh, DLC free with the game. It's not like an additional. Uh, if you get the launch button. Yeah, no, they, they made it pretty clear that uh, the... Um, you know, uh, ongoing releases for Destiny 2, I think, will be part of their partnership. Uh, yeah, absolutely, which is which is cool. It's a, it's a, I mean, for somebody like me, again, like where I'm in that ecosystem, that paired with the um, cross-save, like where you can keep your character going, uh, yeah. may, may, may be a reason for me to try out the service sometime in the next, you know, calendar year from when the new content launches. So, so okay. Um, so speaking of Destiny uh, 2, um, we the Bungie had a stream today uh, to finally clarify and give an update of what Destiny 2 is going to look like, where Bungie is self-publishing. 
so this is the first time I think they've been completely on their own in quite some time. They had a, a partnership, a publishing partnership with Microsoft during the, the Halo era. And of course, uh, moving into the original Destiny and the sequel, they were under the Activision umbrella. Uh, they were relatively, I thought, nice on the stream, talking a bit and referencing that partnership with Activision. There was a little bit of shade thrown where uh, they did mention sort of being free from business models and uh, revenue models, um, but it wasn't overly malicious. Um, but you could tell there were a couple people that were visibly excited um, to be making the game um, uh, independently uh, for the first time, even though they have this you know, uh, partnership with Stadia, it, it, they have no creative control on the product, which is great. Uh, probably my favorite thing to come out of the stream is that they uh, announced a new initiative to, uh, as they say, break down barriers for new players. Uh, in that, like if, uh, say, Zach, you've never played a moment of Destiny, when this new content comes out in September, you can play the opening mission and then the entire world of Destiny will be open up to you in like about an hour's worth of play time. Two hours, they said, kind of max, where you can go any planet. You can do anything with any of us that have been playing the game um, since it came out two years ago. You, you can jump in and play with your friends. You're not having to catch up over the next several months to, to get to where we are. And I think you know that is fantastic. You would also, um, as a new player, have access to the first two years worth of content uh, with a little small asterisk um, there with uh, with a couple of the premium um, content, uh, really recent launches. But essentially, you get the first two years of Destiny for free now. Like if you will always have that for free as a new player. You can that the raids, um, all of the the campaigns uh, certainly in the first year. Uh, and regardless of whether or not you pay anything, you will always have access to the planets and any of the free roaming activities in the game. So um, if you're a player that, let's say, you go all in, you're caught up, you have access to everything, and maybe the next content release comes out and you're not sold on it, you can still go to the planets and new locations and do a lot of the new things um, in those content releases, uh, even though you're, you're not buying into the season. So I thought that was very, very cool. Um, and a good way to, to kind of bring new players into the to the game. To, it's a little more um, inviting and less intimidating to know that like you can start off and and immediately do what your friends are uh, are doing in the game. Um, the other thing that they revealed was the uh, the new September release, uh, which is going to take us back to the moon. Uh, looks really really cool. Uh, they are basically. Uh, expanding and altering uh, some areas that Destiny 1 players are going to be familiar with. Uh, and, um, and they have a whole new, it looks like, enemy faction type. And they are um, bringing back some old baddies and using them in interesting ways um, to kind of mess with, uh, you know, seasoned players' prior knowledge of the content. So you will fight bosses that you fought again, but you will not be using the same strategies or methods to kill them, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, of course, the big thing to come out of the stream was the, uh, the announcement that they are going to have cross uh, progression and save uh, so that if you're playing on uh, PlayStation and you want to take your character over to Stadia, you can do that. If you want to take your character to Xbox, you can do that too. Um, again, they really kind of emphasize the breaking down of the barriers between players. They wanted it to the game itself to be more welcoming. Um, with that, too, uh, they weren't willing to say that they're not going to do a Destiny 3, but they 
um, for all intents and purposes, said that the game will now be more of an ever-evolving world. Sounds like very similar to World of Warcraft. They actually mentioned that, and for the first time, they're calling it an MMO and said that they're going to be doubling down on the RPG mechanics. So it'll be less casual, more hardcore for character specking. You're going to be able to transmog armor. Um, and Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, they were showing off some of the armor systems where you can keep the cosmetic look, you can transmog. Um, you know, abilities and, and specs and loadouts and things. Um, really fucking cool looking. Um, the things that they're going, they, they said they want this to feel more like a hardcore MMO and where they've kind of run from that um, terminology and that kind of feel to the game. People have made it loud and clear that that's what they, they want. More complexity, not less. And they are poised to deliver that, which I think is excellent. Um, so I'm going to shut up for a second. Uh, George, did you watch the Vidoc um, at all? Did you go back and watch it? Yeah, I watched most of it. I still have to finish the last bit of it, but I, I got the gist of it. But but I'd, remiss, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring something. Oh, I'm uh, the cynic in me. I'm still a little skeptical about the timing of all this because it seems like this is kind of causing a lot of things that they did wrong recently to kind of be like, you know, brush under the rug. Like, you know, Destiny made some, I think, in my opinion, some very big mistakes um, in nerfing a shit ton of the game's best gear and um, in terms of armor and weapons that made the game so much fun. Um, immediately overshadowed the, and even their new content, Season of Opulence, with all this engine. I'm very, very uh, skeptical of the timing of, you know, like I feel like I don't know why it had to be announced quite right now. I think a lot of people were upset, uh, myself included, with the way that they handled this particular update and all the things that kind of got screwed up with it. I do think all of the stuff that they showed in the video, um, going for RPG to mess with your armor, basically kind of pick and choose the way that you want to modify it, um, the stuff with the moon. I wasn't a Destiny 1 player, so that stuff is new to me and it looks really cool. Um, but I just sometimes when they have these big changes, like I get really worried about kind of the hard work people have already put into certain things being kind of washed away or, or thrown away. Um, one of the things that's driven me nuts, particularly with mobile games, is how they'll introduce new content, uh, make that content like extremely desirable. You get, you reach said content, you get the new stuff, and then they introduce something that makes the prior stuff obsolete. Um, so I just be very careful and cautious and hoping that it doesn't go down that, that route. Um, because that's kind of where I feel like right now some of the weapons are like, you know, I spent a shit ton of time working on a, one of these guns, the Luna's Howl, which is like one of the best competitive hand cannons or probably the best competitive hand cannon that the game's ever had. Um, for them to completely nerf the gun, um, you know, on Tuesday and I just got the gun last week Now I knew a nerf was coming. I just didn't think it would be that awful. Um, and it sucks, you know, cause that is probably one of the hardest to get in it. So I just hope that whatever, um, new stuff comes is additions and not, replacements for certain things if that makes sense you know i like the analogy that they used um in the uh, the part of the stream i think that you tuned out you, i know you were at work today um when they were interviewing the developers um and they had asked about destiny 3 and they made it clear you know number one for like a creative vision they wanted it to be more like world of warcraft where they're going to build on the world but they also used the analogy of uh you know a house and you know they said we understand we have a lot of work to do when it comes to things like weapon balancing and PvP. Like they talked about uh, the hardcore trials of the uh, the nine, which I don't even know if you got to play that. Um, or I think they took that away maybe before you really got into Destiny two. But it's a fan favorite mode that's like the ultra hardcore of the hardcore. Uh, 
PVP and they talked about before we can add an addition onto the house, we need to fix the foundation. We need to, you know, give it a new coat of paint. We need to rip out some of the stuff that's a little bit rotten. And I thought that was kind of a powerful analogy and it's respectable to me that, you know, continue to add on content to the, to the game that they're recognizing that because they don't have to follow Activision's revenue model business plan and they, they they're free to kind of do this stuff as, as they want, they're able to, to kind of focus on making the game better versus trying to just put out the next big thing. You know, um, I think the other uh, cool thing was that, you know, the price point, man, 35 bucks um, period for the next full year's worth of content, I feel like is a very enticing price point for people. Like, you know, you as a new player could come in, get all of all the content that we have now and pay an additional 35 bucks and you're caught up. Like you have, I mean, uh, literally, I looked at my my playtime today over a thousand hours worth of content at your fingertips. Which... Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, but like with what you were saying, I, I didn't get to play Trials of the Nine, but I did read into it because I am a really I like that stuff. And while you felt like that was like a powerful in the interview, I did catch that part. Like for me, and part of it is because I'm still running on emotions because I'm still a little upset with how they've handled some things. I kind of see it the other way. Like they said that they were going to focus on the crucible and make some, you know, changes, but they kind of like skirted around that question. Basically, I felt like they didn't really give us anything, anything concrete or definitive as to what they were going to do or how they would prove the crucible. They just said that they're going to improve it. So yeah, I heard the trials of the nine was something that was really, really fun. And I would have liked to play that never got a chance to, but at least unless I missed something big, I don't think that this particular um, video showed any definitive uh, improvements to Crucible um, that I would personally like to see it happening. I'm, I'm glad that they're acknowledging that they have to do thing with it. Um, I just wish that I would have gotten a little bit more in regards as to what what they're looking at, you know? So they said it's going to be a focus, you know, the next season and that, um, you know, they are going, they're intending to... Um, talk about it more as the you know summer goes on they have the crucible labs going right now where the you know uh people it's basically a public test server kind of thing and they've been working with the hardcore pvp you know community players um there and uh yeah i, I would agree they're a little aggressive, but i think they wanted to, to not dilute the conversation too much um it, they did try to take some ownership it seemed like to, to you know basically say yeah like we understand it's not in the place that people want it to be We'll be talking about it more soon and just know that it is a focus, um, you know, in the, the upcoming season. Um, they also had said that rather than trying to have all of their teams kind of spread out doing, you know, minor incremental, um, you know, bits of housekeeping and development for content, the, the current model that they have, and I think this is smart, is that each content drop will have a focus where all of their team can can focus on a, a new activity or making something like the crucible a lot better and you know maybe that update that you know crucible really gets spruced up there's a lot of cool stuff new maps uh balancing and then the next update maybe crucible is a little bit you know more uh not the, the focus and i don't want to say neglected but you know it's 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 uh, maybe not uh it doesn't have as much tlc and um you know, updates uh, to it as something else, but definitely exciting stuff. Like, I mean, like I said, the thing that was most appealing to making the game more accessible for new players, because I think, you know, it's a smart thing to keep the community growing. Um, but just the hardcore RPG things. Oh my God, man. Like I, you know, I've lived for that shit. Like I, uh, you know, I've, I've never been a huge MMO um, guy, but I do love my RPGs, like my regular RPGs and MMOs have always 
kind of scare me for the time commitment. I feel like I already have that with Destiny. So just, you know, it, it makes sense, I don't know, to be able to uh, have more customization, more options, more ways to spec your character. That's really, really Time will tell, man. Yeah, I did enough of Destiny 2 and everything, so all this information kind of has me, like, really excited. So um, I'm super intrigued to see uh, where it goes and everything, because I never even finished the first raid. Um, I got all the way to the dog portion, I think. Which, that raid actually changes the order that you do the activity? Well, Craig cut out. There he is. Yeah. Um, I was saying the dot like uh, so that raid the uh, they randomized the order in which you do stuff so that could have been the first activity that week or the third but um, the nice thing is like if you were to jump back in like you have access to everything again except for the new content that's a thirty five dollar entry fee like we could take you through pretty much any of that stuff and you wouldn't have to like there they have that that new basically catch up mechanic where you don't have to feel like it's not worth me coming into the game. Like, I don't know if you saw Greg Miller, like had tweeted and Gary Witta jumped on and was like, Hey, you know, this is like the first time that I've ever considered playing like, you know, destiny. Like I'm excited, like since like a, a launch of one of these games, because it like, it seems like it's, you know, so uh, welcoming, like, and, and easy to get back in. Like, I think that's a really smart thing. I hope more games like this do this. I even, I even bought forsaken and I just never played it. Oh, Wow, that's that's uh, that's a good. That's good. It really was. Yeah, I mean the way even the, the way that it's set up now and it's gonna get better. We just had new content drop on Tuesday. You could literally just buy that the content, and in less than a week of playtime, you'd be ready to do the things that we're currently doing right now. For those who've been playing the game for a while, um, you know, it basically it ha- it already has like what they call surge bounties, which is something that you do on like a very quick and easy quest at the beginning of the new content. That basically brings you up um, to be of level to do all of the new stuff and everything that came before it. You're well over level to do it now anyway. Um, you could basically access all that very, very quickly despite beating the campaign. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in hopping back in. Uh, you know, there's, there's some other things that I'll, I'll prioritize before that, but I, I'm de- it definitely has my attention. We're going to Guardian Con, by the way, so I might see if I can bring a, a Yeti mic and a computer and see if we can, like, score uh, an interview, like, you know, uh, whether it's from, like, a content creator when we go down there, or, like, uh, they have a couple of voice actors. Uh, I just saw that the big show is going to be um, giving the world's first raid belt while we're there, George. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter uh, to the team that won, like, the fucking wrestler. Um is going to be uh, giving the belt because he's a big Destiny player. So uh, hopefully we'll have some cool stuff to report when we come from there. Is um, it Big I, Show? The Big Show, yeah. yeah the Big Show's a big Destiny, Destiny player? Loves yeah. Destiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's a hunter as well. He always talks shit about the other classes. Um, but, yeah, I was reading a little bit, like, you know, about some of the things they have planned. They have a cool um, thing where you can actually earn, like, a, a, a Destiny challenge coin. And, you know, it's a piece of swag, like, for just by playing crucible on the stations and if you want to wager the the coin like to have your fire team face off against another uh if you win you get like better swag otherwise you like you lose your coin but you can you know try to earn it again but it's like a real life like tangible thing which is kind of cool so yeah well, that sounds we'll badass man i'm fucking yeah i was reading like some of the stuff they started kind of trickling out today about details um so that should be fun uh, well, let's move away from Destiny 2. We'll have more on that, I'm sure, as we get closer uh, to Guardian Con and then beyond. Obviously, the Borderlands 3 is going to be at uh, Guardian Con. We will be given some hands-on impressions, I know, um, for sure. Uh, I, 
let's talk a bit about what we've been playing because uh, we have had a bit of a hiatus on the podcast. Um, I, I'm interested to see what everybody's been up to. I, I saw Adam tweet out some some juicy nugs about some uh, some Odyssey content. Um, seemed pretty excited about that. But uh, Adam, what have you been playing um, otherwise? Like what, what what's uh, been on the radar? Uh, oh man, I've been playing entirely too much. I played probably like <laughs> 15 games since I was last on. Wow. Um. The main, yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, what a game, dude. For like 50 bucks, I'm probably going to get like 300 hours out of that game. It's ridiculous. It is amazing. The new DLC just came out where you go to the Hades, I guess go to the Underworld and fight Hades and fight the servers and shit like that. So that game is crazy, but it's it's amazing. So, But my main thing I've been getting into, I guess, is the biggest deal. I've been playing old Star Wars games. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, loaded up. Uh, God, these names are always confusing. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. Is Jedi yep. Knight Two Jedi? It's there's too many of those games. Jedi like. Knight Two is Outcast. Jedi Knight Academy is the third of those games. But, but it yeah. doesn't have a three. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I started playing that game again. It it definitely shows its age, but it's still fun, man. All the Force powers. Oh yeah. Making your custom characters, and then I never played um, Republic Commando, but I was like, I'll go ahead and download that and try that out. So I've been playing through the both of those, and then like everything that came to Game Pass, I've just been playing it as it come out. So I played Void Bastards, played Outer Wilds. Played for I the King. What Bastards is fun. I dig that one a lot. That's probably my favorite. Cool. Yeah, it's just like you know, uh, FTL mixed with like a roguelite looter. It's really good. I probably like that the most out of all the ones I've played. I've heard good things about that and uh, Outer Wilds, right? That's, the one that's uh, kind Outer of Wilds the... isn't that good. I don't know why people love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I don't have much information other than a couple of clips I've seen here or there and people talking about it. Uh, in the game. I think it's good if you like. Again, you have to play it for yourself. Just sit down for thirty minutes, and you'll be able to tell if you like that kind of game or not. I do not like that kind of game. So because there's a specific mechanic that I hate that's in that game. <laughs> so, the t- is it the loop? The time loop? God, I hate time. I hate having time limits so so much. And it's like <laughs> you go to twenty two minute time loop. I'm like, nope. Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm assuming you probably didn't like a game like Minute, where like it depends. If it's like, like that's fine because it's so short. It's like 60 seconds. All right, let me just do a run over and over and over again. Not like, let me start to figure something out. I'm starting to get part of the story. Up, oh, you ran out of time. All right, well. But then you have all that knowledge for the next run through. So like now you don't even go have to back and it. find the exact same thing I found before, but I got to go quicker so that I don't miss it. This stuff. It's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> I might check it out. It's that's why I don't like Dead Rising because there's time limits on my missions. I'm like, I want to do every mission. Too bad you ran out of time. That's I just don't like for a minute. It's like, you know, you have a minute. Get this done. I don't like it. It's like, here's a bunch of stuff to do. Try to get it done, but you're not going to. It's like, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it it, uh, it irks the completionist side of you, I guess. Yeah, it's just a, like a small pet perv, uh, or pet perv, pet peeve. <laughs> pet <laughs> perv is something completely different. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, played some Dauntless, which is oh. a good Monster Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. If Monster Hunter was a good game, it would be Dauntless. Oh, uh, see, now that intrigues me because while I totally respect everything about Monster Hunter, uh, I played about 25 hours of it and it just did not click with me. I just kind of bowed out gracefully and was like, hey, like, I'm glad y'all are excited about this. Uh, it's not for me at all. So, yeah, I did. Um, so, you, but you don't like Monster Hunter, but you do like this. What, I like what? Dauntless, Dauntless better. Yeah. It's Dauntless is Monster Hunter, except for it's not as grindy as soon. So, it's okay. like I actually get to enjoy it. It starts to get grindy like Monster Hunter, but it's never as bad as Monster Hunter. Um, but it still gets to that point. I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna take a break, but it's actually enjoyable. Like I'd rather fight a monster for 15 minutes 
and grind that, you know, do that five times instead of Monster Hunter, kill this Barath 25 times and maybe get a set of armor. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, man, I've, d- I've dabbled in a little bit of it as well. It's, it is a really fun game. It's it's cool to just be able to just pop in and out of um, kind of at you know, leisure. Um, I haven't been able to play it that much getting back on the Destiny 2 grind, but uh, yeah, it is it is really fun. I, I really like it. I like how simple it is, how just kind of get go in, play a little bit, and come right out. Not have to. It seems like you don't have to grind that much. I'm not that deep into it, but yeah, um, but it's yeah. cool. It's cool. It's fun. I'll talk. I'll talk about it more when it gets to me because that's probably what I've been playing the most of. So yeah, and then outside of that, uh, get went back to Hitman too because that game keeps on. Uh, I want to play. Is it as good as the first one? Because if it's as good as the first one, I want to get it. Dude, here's the thing about because you play on Xbox. Um, yes. Hitman Two, I think is. I mean, the story never really mattered. I think yeah, that exactly. the levels. The levels are probably. There are three really, really good ones, like really good, better than ones in one, uh, maybe four. But the thing about Hitman 2 is that there's a free, you can work around it. There's a free way to get all of one redone in two's engine. So technically, I have one, two, and the DLC from one all in two. And I got that for like 40 bucks. So that's legit. Yeah, play two. <laughs> play two and figure out the loop to get all the free old content. But yeah, Hitman 2 is so good. I just redoing it and like let me kill the guy this way let me put him impale him on a steeple let me stick him under a car let a piranha eat him like it's god game's so fun how's how's the the multiplayer one where you like you have to try and kill somebody faster than the other person whatever the ghost mode i haven't tried it yet i just play because i i'm again i'm not really a completionist but i'm like all right i beat the level but there's still seven more interesting ways to kill this person so i haven't even touched ghost mode because i'm still trying to go through and 100 percent every mission normal gotcha so but yeah that's that's it for me really cool definitely yeah you weren't kidding when you said you've been, you've been playing a lot man that's the thing about these yeah. games of service is like i don't feel like uh i get to play as much because I, I i suck down down that vortex uh why don't you go next uh zach i don't i don't know if bobby's back or not but uh I'll, I'll bobby are you here just so i know nice don't mute yeah he had a, a water emergency i think in his garage so uh, he may not be back but go ahead zach what, what, what you been up to bud all right. Uh, did did I talk about Days Gone last time? Yeah. Yeesh. All right. Yeah. So uh, I, I play a little of that. It's actually it's going on sale with that PlayStation sale. So I might pick it up again just to have it. So when I do want to eventually finish it, um, unless I just wait for Black Friday, I'm sure. But for what I've been playing, uh, like I said, Dauntless. Uh, I played it at PAX, man, and I fell in love with it there. And I downloaded it on my PC. I mean, on my laptop. But I was like, oh man, you know, I know it's coming to consoles. But I didn't know it was going to have cross progression. So I was like, I'm just going to hold off and I'll wait. Uh, I got to like level five or whatever on my laptop. And, then you know, it was pretty cool. I was able to carry that all over. Not all, like it was so much. But um, but yeah, man, I've been playing that. I've been loving it. And I'm also somebody who I, I own the Hunter World. And I don't know, man, I just couldn't get into it th- that much, man. I feel like it's very convoluted. There's a lot to like grasp in that game between like, you know, cooking all your foods and all, all, the, all of the different potions and like, you know, there was just there's there's a lot going on in, in that game for somebody for like me who's never played a Monster Hunter game. Although they did make it way more accessible from what I've heard. Yeah. Um. I feel like the combat felt like ass too to me. I, maybe that was just me, but. I, I, so I, that's that's honestly my biggest one of my biggest gripes about Dauntless is there's no animation cancel. So uh, and it it kind of sucks because like if you're in the middle of a like a swing with your hammer, which is a slow weapon, so there's five different weapons. There's a hammer, a war pike, um, um, uh, axe, um, Gun. guns, and a sword. 
And um, like if you pick the hammer, the hammer is really good at um, um, like uh, throwing the monster off balance. So if he's like charging at you and you get a well-timed hit, you can like stagger him and he'll go and it's like gives you like whatever five seconds for you and all your guys to go over there and just beat the shit out of him. So, but if you go into an animation cancel and the monster like, you know, does something different and decides to throw a different attack at you, you can't like roll out the way and be like, oh shit, you have to sit there and just take that hit because there's no animation cancel. So that's the only thing that I, that kind of sucks. Like you really have to strategically play and, and fight. And that's, I don't, I don't think that's obviously what they were going for, but it's what you have to do. Hmm. Because you just you you have to if, if you if you go in there and just you know I'm gonna attack 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 you're gonna get killed. The monsters it's it's like really cool. So like they there's like over twenty something different behemoths in the game. That's what they call them. And man, they're all like really cool, really well designed. Like each one's really different. There are different variations of each one. Like there's a fire one of one, an ice one of one, an earth one. Gotcha. But, okay. But but then there's also but like. And each one of those has like more powerful attacks. Um, and then like there's there's tiered versions of those ones, and then obviously there's just all the different monsters. So like like and they're all you know well designed. Like you can't go into one fight, you know, the same way you go into another fight. Um, I just think you know they did a really good job of making this game easier, like everyone else was saying, to pick up and play. Um, the grind is is definitely there though, like for like where I am now in the game. Um, like you have to, like some of the quests, like, uh, you know, equip gear with a level of 380 and equip a weapon with, a, and I don't, I'm, I don't really remember monster hunter too much, but in this game, the way you have to do that is you go into a hunt and like the monster's legs are a certain piece of armor. So you have to go in there and like, you'd be like, all right, guys, I got to focus the monster's legs because I need whatever, you know, the armor plates from his legs. So everybody will focus on his legs. That armor breaks off. You take that armor back to the city. And whenever you get enough of that certain type of armor is when you can upgrade, you know, your material, uh, your uh, gear that you get on. Uh, so that grinds there to where you'll have to like, oh, I got to go kill this monster, you know, a couple times to, you know, get the right gear that I need and everything. But I feel like the hunts are, there's only a 30 minute time time limit in in dauntless so if you don't do that in that time uh you lose anyways so uh it kind of makes it like so you're not sitting there forever you know trying to find the monster and everything and all that but yeah i'm really i'm really loving that i've i uh i bought the pass the season pass for it and everything it was only uh, I think five bucks or something ten bucks oh that's not bad that's bad yeah reasonable. yeah so uh um i mean i'm enjoying myself enough with the game that i felt like you know, that's a good contribution for me to them because uh, uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's coming to the Switch also, which I can't wait for, um, because I'll love to be able to, you know, just play that wherever I am. I also got that other game that just came to um, the Xbox. Uh, what's it called? When the it's like a trial? Musical? No. Uh, God, why, why is it free? Free, free play weekends? Nah, like when a game when a game that's not finished yet gets put onto the Xbox oh. preview program. The game yeah, preview yeah, yeah. program. The game Hunt Hunt Showdown. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's from Crytek. Nope. Um, so it's actually really cool and it's super tense. So it's PVP VE, and um, so what what it is is you're a you're like you're a monster hunter, but this isn't monsters like you know, um, uh, like Dauntless and everything. This is like you know, like uh, this like a butcher dude that's like a hulking dead butcher, like monsters like like Dead by Daylight kind of monster stuff gotcha, like that, okay. zombies stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what it is is there's a a hunt mode, so you can either go um, solo or co-op. 
uh, only two people on a team. You go in, they drop you on the map. It's almost like a battle royal type game. They drop you in and you have to search for clues to try and find the monster that you have the contract for. There's only two monsters in the game right now, third one on the way. There's a butcher and a giant spider. Um, there's like zombies roaming all around the map, you know, different variations of zombies, kind of like Left 4 Dead. There's like special zombies on the map and everything that do certain things. Um, so you go in, you got to find these clues. And uh, once you find clues, it'll narrow down the area that your target's in. You have to go to the area, kill the monster, and then banish it. And while you're banishing it, it there's like a beacon that's put into the air. That like if you it's like Eagle Vision in uh, Assassin's Creed. If you go into this this uh, like sensing mode, you can see the beaming light of where the banishing's happening. So other players can come to the banishing and try and kill you to take the the bounty that you just killed. But once you take the bounty, you're visible to everybody on the map, and you have to make it to an escape point. So there's only ten players on the map, so it's not like you know you're gonna have like fifty people running after you. But it's still super tense because like noise is like a huge thing in this game. So like there'll be glass on the ground or cans hanging from strings as you walk in the um, walk in the buildings and everything and like uh, birds on the ground or ducks in the water that will only react to human players. So if you ever hear one of those, like you automatically know that there's a human there. And uh, it's just super tense. Like it's one of the more tense experiences I've had in like a multiplayer game in a really long time. It, it's super fun. Uh, there's a 60 minute trial. If you guys wanted to like try it out, I'll definitely run through it. If you guys wanted to try it out, uh, it's, think $30 for the game now but if you obviously if you buy it in that price you know when the game fully releases you you don't have to pay anything else so that's really cool and uh what's the other one damn I don't remember <laughs> I'm sorry if you think of it you can uh it, the yeah. George or my myself here um yeah man that's uh George I I know the answer to this but these fellas don't so <laughs> what have you been up to yeah. man yeah, I mean, I'm keeping it simple, man. I just, uh, you know, I don't know if I got to talk about it, but I think just after the last set I finished, I 100%ed uh, Sekiro, which was awesome. So um, me and Chris are going to get ready for a race at this point um, from, this, from scratch. Um, that game was a lot of fun. From then, I just kind of turned my attention to getting ready for the Destiny raid. Um, crack at being the world's first on Tuesday um, did not go so well. So uh, <laughs> we'll be taking another stab at it tomorrow. Um, Nandicap has been lifted, so... Um, so it's been cool. I, I like the new raid. Really bummed with the, the nerf, and but the raid looks pretty cool. The menagerie that they've added um, is really fun, which is a cool new event uh, with six people. That's almost kind of like a mini raid. Um, another way to get gear. Uh, I like I like all of that new stuff. I just I'm still not quite over some of the <laughs> shitty nerfs that they've had, um, and I don't know if I ever will be. But <laughs> that's kind of what I'm working on now. And then as soon as when. Destiny slows a little bit here in the next couple weeks. Hoping to finally get a crack at Borderlands one or two. I still gotta go and buy them. Um, for Borderlands three, come on. Yeah, we'll we'll absolutely before uh, Guardian Con. I think it's show we gotta get you in there to at least kind of get an idea of what Borderlands is. I think you'll really like it. It's got a great sense of humor. Um, it's fun. Like it's good. It's a really good series. So um. I have been obviously playing a lot of Destiny 2. I won't rehash any of the stuff. George just said, I agree pretty much with all his takes. The nerfs suck. The new content's awesome. Of course, as you could tell from the prior segment, very excited about the future. Um, I've been going through some backlog games, some smaller titles. I played through, beat SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, I caught it on an indie sale on the Switch. I uh, thought that game was was great. Just a ton of fun. Uh, pretty simple, uh, but satisfying gameplay loop. 
uh, cool little art style, just a, just a good little indie game, um, a lot of fun. Uh, I also uh, started Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, and holy cow, is that game intense. I absolutely love the audio design. I don't know if anybody here played it, but um, it is a game that you should play with headphones on. So all I will say, um, it is uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the combat's not that great, but it's not really meant. I don't. It doesn't feel like a game that's meant really for the combat to be the main feature. Um, but it, I really, really, really enjoy. It. It's pretty too. Um, what else? I feel like there's one other thing, one other game that I uh, play. Oh, uh, so yeah, as. Uh, uh, Zach had uh, kind of typed in our little uh, uh, chat here in our Discord, uh, Killer Queen Black. Speaking of which, uh, Zach, uh, I have been playing the beta on uh, Discord. Uh, I am not sure if it's still up, but because they were having some technical difficulties as of the weekend, you could sign up for the beta and they would give you instant access because they were trying to give every beta player three friend codes to send out and they weren't working. So they opened it up to all players. Uh, it is quite a uh, um, bit different than the arcade version. Um, I, I'm missing the social aspect right now because not a lot of people are playing on mic. But um, otherwise, like I really do enjoy it. I think it's going to be a ball on console. So if you guys want to check it out, it has very minimal spec requirements. I would recommend going to killerqueenblack.com, signing up for the beta, see if you can get access. I think the beta is going to run for a couple of weeks at least. Um, you can use your Xbox controller, plug it right into your PC or tablet or whatever you're playing on. And um, it, it's compatible, so you can kind of get a feel of what it would you know feel like on a console. So hopefully, I'll see some of y'all in there because it is a lot of fun. Uh, that's 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 pretty much it for me. Um, I know uh, Zach uh, Rage Two uh, is uh, the game that you uh, remembered. Um, do you want to give us a quick uh, rundown? I know George and I got to run and, and do a Destiny raid here in just a moment. So uh, yeah, super quick. Um, really, really fun gameplay and everything. Like the moment to going and clearing out the zones is fun. Absolutely terrible, terrible story. Um, the acting was horrible. Um, there's no way to adjust the brightness, and that game's really dark. So oh, that, that sucks. Kinda, yeah, that kind of really sucked because it's a pretty game. I'm playing on 4K on the Xbox One X, but like it's really pretty. But like, there's just so many places where like you had, I literally had to shoot my gun to hopefully like you know light up the area to try to see if there was anything there because I literally couldn't see anything. But like, if you just like crazy like. The moment-to-moment gameplay, or if you like Rage 1, or if you just like crazy action, like, the shooting is is top-notch. Like, it feels really tight. Like, everything, like, the gameplay in the game is really well, except the driving's kind of eh. But if you ever know, if you just want, like, a popcorn kind of game, like a little, like a summer blockbuster movie type deal, uh, it's definitely, definitely good. I give it, like, a 7, I would say. Yeah, it seems to be consistent with what I've heard about it. Um, it you know, the gameplay looks phenomenal from what I've you know, seen, like, just a lot of fun. It has that kind of doom look to it, uh, which is just great. Like, you know, I mean, it, it looks like you, you should know from marketing exactly what you're getting in that game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they did a good job kind of setting the expectation on what that game is. Uh, I wasn't expecting like a great, you know, like 10 out of 10 story or anything like that. It just kind of looks like silly, actiony fun. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. So, yeah. If you enjoy that kind of thing, then I'd say, yeah, red box it or, you know, Black Friday, yeah. that type Catch of thing. it on sale or maybe yeah. Game Pass. Seems like the kind of thing that may come to Game Pass. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because all their other, all of, uh, like, oh, oh, no, not other. I don't know. But yeah, definitely. If, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I'd, I'd recommend Fantastic. Well, let's uh, wind down. Uh, just promotional plug. We'll be posting our E3 episode uh, with our speculation. 
uh, probably about the, the same time that uh, this episode goes live or close to it. So you can hear us um, uh, speculate. A few of our predictions, I think, have already come true. Uh, we recorded that a couple of weeks ago now. So uh, I promise we're not taking the piss. Um, we actually did not know some of the information before <laughs> that uh, ended up uh, coming true. So um, it, I, I, for one, am very excited about this weekend. I'm having, uh, it sounds like it's anywhere from a dozen to 20 people in my house. We might even live stream our reactions um, as part of uh, the Microsoft and Bethesda conferences, but we're going to play some games between. It's going to be a good time. You all have any E3 plans? Um, I will be in New Hampshire for bike week, um, but I definitely plan on, uh, I'm bringing my laptop, so I'm just going to, at least during the conferences, I'm going to try and pop in with them. But I am super upset that Rocksteady said they won't be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose better to show something when you're ready than to yeah, try to. Yeah, that's true, but it's been so good. I know. How about you, Adam? Are you doing anything for E3? No, I'll probably just watch whatever Sunday, so Microsoft Bethesda, and then I go to work on Monday, so I'll just read recaps and listen to podcasts throughout the day. Fantastic. All right. Um, uh, George, are you going to be watching the conferences this weekend? Any plans? Uh, dude, but I could barely sit through a cutscene in Destiny 2. I'm not going to, I'm going to read notes after it's done. I, I don't know. I just, I love the hype, man. You know, especially oh, like micro, Microsoft's, like, I live for the hype. Like, it's just really cool to see, like, you know, like in the moment, like some of that stuff. Like, I'm with you. There are conferences that I skip, you know, like, I probably won't watch Square Enix, for example. But yeah, Microsoft and Bethesda, like, it's it's always kind of fun to, to see, you know, what, what goodies we've been, especially with all the fucking acquisitions that Microsoft has had. And I hope videos. we see more. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to pop in for some of the things now because, you know, I, I, I generally don't watch it. I don't have that hype. I've never kept up with gaming as much as I am now with you guys. Um, just kind of read the recaps after. But now that, you know, we've got the predictions out there. Yeah, definitely going to check out some of the stuff that I'm more interested in. Um, I'd at least watch Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I, I think Bobby probably uh, has bounced permanently, so uh, we will uh, say goodbye to him in our hearts here. Um, Adam, where can everybody find you, sir? Um, social media, etc. Yeah, just basically on Twitter at uh, at Adam Gumby, where you get my cool Assassin's Creed tweets. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, George? Sorry, there. I didn't realize I was muted. Um, yeah. Um, Twitter back even using it for seven and on Xbox Live at I sick one I uh, spaces in between each of the le- uh, the words. Um, yeah. Wait, is that a Slipknot reference? No, no, oh, man. man. It was that dude. Me, I mean, a buddy used to have it. Be like, used to play Halo Two back in the day for for money. We had a really good doubles team. I was sick one. He was sick two. Um, I've got that. I had that question asked quite a bit back then. I don't. I've never heard a song by them. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, Zach, how about you, sir? Uh, I'm over on Twitter. It's at Optimus Prime, O-P-T-I-M-M-P-R-I-M-M. Excellent. You can find me at It's Waterman, and Rental Rush is my Twitch channel. We'll probably be doing a live reacts of uh, at least one of the conferences, and maybe just some streaming for the hell of it uh, with some of the party games that we're playing this weekend, uh, assuming I can get it, everything set up in my living room. Uh, until then, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Hope you have a good E3, and we will see you next week. Take it easy.